0: The Go Blue Crew. Welcome everyone to the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. Derek, before we get to the good stuff, including Jim Harbaugh's hilarious dad videos that are popping up on TikTok, are you interested in hearing how my youth baseball season ended?
1: Oh, 100%. I'm so glad that you waited to ask until we were recording live because I was hoping to spend the first segment doing this. Uh
0: Uh-huh. I knew it. I knew it. And I thought, get this out of the way before you see it botched in a movie or a Mm. book. Get it from the source. I've been thinking about that. Um, Maybe Andrew Garfield? We have the same hair and the same jawline. So, I think that would make most sense. But... I'm not going to be picky when when they come to me and, and ask for my input. I'll just say okay. that. Um,
1: I can vibe with that. Yeah, the, <laughs> you know, catch everybody up, first and foremost. I think they're probably behind. They're way, way further behind than I am.
0: Well, here's the thing. This spring, I coached an 11 and 12-year-old baseball team. I've coached baseball before, but never been a head coach. So it was a whole new experience. We had a Fresh club, and by fresh I mean most of them are about half. Had never played organized baseball before, so steep learning curve. But you know, it's easier to improve also when you have so far to go. And improve we did, Derek. Mm-hmm. We were two and five, and those five losses I need to note. None of them were blowouts. It's easy when you're that young to get blown out to get into 15 to three games. You know, something ridiculous like that. That never happened to us. So we end the season, we end the regular season with a really nice 11-2 to 2 win against a team that beat us 5-2 to 2 to start the season. And that's how I know we have really come a long way. Our tournament was uh, not, it didn't include every team in the league. It included the, the only, only the two teams we had at our individual park. Um, and we played a three-game series, which I thought was really cool we won the f- the first two games. No need for a third game. I'm telling you, these kids got better and better. I was voted unanimously Coach of the Year.
1: Mm. Congratulations.
0: I'm just kidding. There was no Coach of the Year honors. Oh, but I was,
1: tra- I was looking for the, the little media that is the clapping oh, hands.
0: I've been testing that out, but it sounded convincing. Like if I said that to you and didn't say that it was a joke, you would think I was Coach of the Year.
1: I just played it, by the way. Hopefully you didn't hear that. <laughs> It was so loud in my ears. It, it literally could. Did you play it or
0: preview thing, so. it? Cause I didn't hear it.
1: Uh, <laughs> I made no, that I, mistake. I, I didn't go live with
0: it. Oh yeah. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gosh, I appreciate it. First and foremost, I want to thank my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. All glory to God. <laughs> so oh, sorry to clap again. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's a quick rundown on the baseball season. Um, just a fantastic season where, like I said, we got better and better. Looking forward to next season. Get a lot of the same kids back. I think as long as they keep playing, and you know, we we'll, we may contend for a larger championship. I want to enter us into the into the larger tournament with the rest of the teams. Hmm. I don't know how that works, but yeah. Let I,
1: me uh, let me tell you a quick story. Yeah, please. Uh, I visited my family. My parents made me take all the childhood uh, nostalgic stuff to my house. You know, oh, storing yeah. it at theirs. So you know, trophies, awards. I found a perfect trophy that I might send you for Coach of the Year. There is a 1997 uh, T-Ball trophy that is in the pile, uh, and I might slab a new, uh, new tab on there uh, and put your name on it for Coach of the Year. I think you deserve it.
0: I'd honestly, you know, I, 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 it feels, it feels uh, a little self-righteous to say I agree, but I agree. You know the work we put in, the things we did to improve ourselves. We really had a come-to-Jesus moment in the last game of the season. They were moping around, so we gave up five runs in the inning. I pulled them to the side, and I said, I don't want to win with a team that just walked off the field. Hmm. You need to find it, because we've had it all season. We had it two days ago. You need to find it again. Toughen up. We went out and won.
1: You know, with that scene, I I think I have the perfect candidate for you. <laughs> I think Steve Carell is going to play you. Oh,
0: yeah. You know, Steve Carell does a lot of good, serious acting. Hmm.
1: But yeah. is also hilarious, so it can be a yes. funny movie as much as, oh, yeah, as could drama. Def-
0: it could be, like, kicking and screaming, but not as comedic. Yeah, You know, Will Ferrell, the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it could be that, but Steve Carell, not as... okay. Uh, we've spent five minutes talking about this. I didn't mean to do that, but I, you know, wanted to throw that out there. Jim Harbaugh, okay.
1: I mean, it's talking about TikTok much better. Come on.
0: It, it no, it is. It is. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the videos?
1: Oh yeah, I've seen the videos. Aren't they great? They're really good, and it feels overdue. You know the it does. the fact that we live in this, uh, you know, really just video heavy uh social environment, uh, especially with a platform like TikTok and we haven't seen this type of footage. Uh I and mean, this is raw, unfiltered, Jim Harbaugh being a dad, Jim Harbaugh being Jim Harbaugh. This it's gold content, uh Grace Harbaugh shared on TikTok and it was picked up so fast by people too. Oh yeah. Uh and yeah, definitely circulating the internet as it should be.
0: Um not just dad mode, but like airport dad mode, vacation hmm. dad mode. Those are ultimate, you know, dad scenes. In the airport, long layover. I think we got a clip of him, like, mowing the yard before they left. That's that's gold content. Let I don't me, know. Uh,
1: let's go over some SEO and some news here. Okay. Let me, let me just – I searched Jim Harbaugh on Google. Yeah. Uh, you know, my Google is biased. I search Michigan related stuff all the time. But here okay. are the, the results – click news at least according to my algorithm by the daily caller jim harbaugh is in classic dad mode while on vacation hilarious viral videos outkick jim harbaugh's daughter is recording all of his dad moments during the family's european vacation 11 warriors a very popular ohio state site uh very good with their seo especially when they mention michigan what would it take for you to like Jim Harbaugh? I, I, I need to almost read that. We won't, we won't do that live on the show. it take up some time. And then finally, <laughs> Barstool Sports and Forth. Spend a ton of money on SEO. Jim Harbaugh goes brazy on a cover of Eminem's Lose Yourself. Oh, as God. he wrapped some Eminem lines in the TikToks.
0: I'm, I, no, I got to go back to the Daily Caller.
1: The Daily That's... Caller is first. It must be spending a lot of money to, to get that up there.
0: I honestly had to look that up because I was like the Daily Caller.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I was like, yep, that's the Daily Caller I'm thinking of. Interesting yeah. that. I mean, hey, if that's where they put their money and they're getting some kind of, yeah, bang for the buck, I guess good for I them. Guess
1: so.
0: Yeah, I, what do you think this means for recruiting, Derek? It always comes back to recruiting. do, do players love, the dad vibe?
1: i mean if this is jim harbaugh being jim harbaugh then you can see why players you know love him even just for the quirky parts of him you know recruiting is not on paper going well at all right now for the 2023 class but i don't think the timing is like purposeful you know obviously you lose recruits all the time but it's almost like this dude's you know sipping on a sipping on a drink reading a fielding yost book oh yeah He's on vacation being a dad like he ain't worried about recruit the recruits he's losing i mean there's people that are mad that he's not doing something about losing a kid and it's like this guy is on vacation and apparently just okay with how he is being documented and, and i think this will you know make a lot of people laugh uh, laugh at him laugh uh, just that it's a cool thing but you know recruiting I, I think you gotta love to see how quirky this dude actually is and just how like genuine of just a human he is like he is such a human compared to most coaches, uh, literally just living normal life, mowing his own lawn uh, on an older looking riding lawnmower when he could probably afford you know the top that was a good lawnmower one. in the in the entire <laughs> entire. I mean,
0: world. why like you might be surprised even that that there isn't somebody mowing the yard for him.
1: There's probably if, some, if something were to happen to that thing, he's probably in the one garage in the garage fixing it. Yeah, so he's like, like kicking he, it. It's he's like he's not hiring somebody. Fifteen to come. years old. Yeah, and he wants it to run because he's a classic old school guy. Yeah, he doesn't want to have to go buy the new fancy thing. He likes running the football, man. He's he's not going to change.
0: <laughs> I want to meet the people who are like, oh yeah, take take time for yourself. Absolutely, work drags you down, and right. then they see Jim Harbaugh on vacation, like damn it, coach. We're losing recruits out there on the it's trail. are going to let all these, what are you doing? Five stars go? Sitting by the pool. Are you kidding me? No. Uh, hey, newsflash. Everybody deserves a break. Even big time college football coaches, probably especially big time college football coaches like, like Jim Harbaugh. I mean, just can't imagine the, the hours he puts in, um, not just in the season, but in the off season doing things like recruiting, speaking, Engagements, things like that. It just all adds up. And I'm sure to get out there is awesome. And, and, um, you know, to, to let his kids kind of show that side of him, you know, of course his dad, you could be like, no, stop that. But clearly, you know, it gets his stamp of approval, I think, or maybe it's not clear. I don't know. It doesn't, he doesn't seem to be fully aware that he's been, I think reported. he's
1: aware. i he's probably not as aware of how fast and how viral things go. It's
0: going out on the Tic Tac,
1: huh? Yeah, Tic Tac got some views <laughs> there. Oh, views, son of a We man. have to use that for recruiting. i have to ask yeah. the recruiting people if they got <laughs> that thing.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, NBA draft stuff. So here's the deal Michigan got its two players into the draft. You know, they're, they were drafted. Happy for them. That's good and all. Also, Eli Brooks uh, and Devontae Jones picked up after the draft. I'm not an NBA draft guy. Like, I just frankly don't care. I'll scroll through the draft order just to see, like, who's getting picked up. You know, I kind of halfway pay attention to what the Pacers are doing. The Pistons, Lord, did they have a draft. That was awesome for them. If you're a oh, Pistons yeah. fan,
1: hauling, and we'll keep hauling. They they're not done.
0: So so, what did you think of, of what Michigan was able to produce in the draft?
1: Actually surprised. Um, I thought both guys we could draft did You know that second round. Yeah, the draft's really weird. I actually watched more of the draft this year than I had in several years. Um, really outside of you know drafts that I've been interested. In. I was I was really interested in like a Trey Burke draft or even a Nick Stauskas draft. Just because, you know, the the fact that Nick Stauskas was a lottery pick is still insane to me, yeah. just how good he was his <laughs> sophomore year in college. But, uh, you know, surprise in that uh, Diabate went a little earlier than I think I expected. Some people thought he'd go undrafted. And, and Caleb Houston had that promise. It's a weird promise from Orlando. They're basically, you know, a uh, Michigan team. Like a, they're like a player away from being able to have a starting lineup of oh, yeah. Michigan grads or Michigan players. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, I think that they both went, you know, where they should have. Uh, That second round comes uh, around after a, you know, pretty drama-free first round outside of trades. You know, you always have the studs up front, wonder who's going to go, a little bit of a surprise this year. And then once you get to that second round, things just really go slow. As a fan, you just look for players you know and where they're going. And then obviously you wait around for Michigan. So I watched until Diabate got drafted. I think they're both in good situations, but yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna get their opportunity. Uh, they have some guaranteed money coming because they were drafted, and then guys like Devontae Jones and Eli Brooks are are gonna get a good run this summer. I think both of them are gonna impress in one way or another. Uh, but you know it's a long journey for players that start at that level. So yeah, I think I think everyone's uh, got the opportunity they deserve, and I'd be surprised if anybody, you know, tests NBA waters and doesn't get an opportunity coming from Michigan.
0: Hey, on the, on the Pistons side, I, I, I got to ask, like, from a fan's perspective, and, well, okay, this is for me too, but also for the people. Can you describe your Pistons fandom, like, to what level it rises?
1: Yeah, so uh, my dad started me young. Uh, you know, he was coming off of some Pistons championships, so it was a great time to be a Pistons fan, so that definitely shows in my early childhood uh, we went to games the year they won the uh, Nash, or the uh, NBA Finals in 2004, and then I think, you know, kind of tail off outside of player to play a f- player for a while because they literally just got so bad. So I'd say there's a lot of people that were, like, really into it as kids, you know, when they were making a Finals run back-to-back years and winning one. But when you're a terrible NBA team in a market that doesn't get any time outside of, like, FS Detroit, it is so hard to stay in tune. So I know a lot of people tapping back into to Pistons basketball, which is good. You know, it's good to have uh, something else to cheer for as a, you know, a fan within the state. So if a team ever has a chance of doing something, you know, you look forward to that. Because uh, I can't live and die off Michigan football, man. I'd be a mi- more miserable person than most people already <laughs> are if that was the only thing I watched and the only team I had. I'd, oh. Okay. So
0: I ask because, like, a Pistons fan who is also a Michigan fan has to be familiar with Jaden ivy oh and, 100%. and so, like what's your what did you think when when that was the pick
1: so i was expecting keegan murray i thought ivy would go to sacramento uh sacramento hasn't been good in years and they decided to elect keegan murray a more nba ready player uh big body you know really developed so i was instantly hoping it'd be jay and ivy i was sure it'd be Jaden and ivy because you know he's probably top two talent Um, you know you just take the bigs usually that are like stretch wings Uh, but when he was there and then I started to learn about kind of those Detroit roots like I hated when Michigan played Purdue and Jay and Ivy seemed virtually unstoppable but if he could be any form of that in a few years in the NBA I think he could be a really really fun player to watch so you know I'd rather have that than like a Miles Bridges who's you know, speculating maybe signing a deal with the Pistons I don't really care about the Spartans on the team as much uh, but hey it's it's cool to, to know that a guy that you've seen so much is coming to, to a team you like and then Luca Garza last year same thing you know if he, he ever developed into what he was in college he'd be incredible uh, at the next level but he actually was uh, uh, basically uh, let go today oh no really so he'll, he'll he'll pick up a contract somewhere else for sure with his size and his potential but they have so many bigs now with Jalen duran that they let him go but yeah the familiarity is a lot more fun and i think jay and ivy is probably a little bit more you know has more personality than keegan murray keegan murray doesn't really say a whole lot jay and ivy seems to be pretty vocal already looking for the detroit buffs talking with barry sanders on twitter like <laughs> he's he's ready
0: so what do you think for Caleb Houston going to the magic lost 60 games last season, one more than the Pistons. I was worse than the Eastern conference. I mean, I know. Yeah. It's, it's been kind of a running joke that it's, it's practically like a professional, you know, former Michigan basketball players team. Um, but at the same time, they they were 22 and 60 last season. What's the outlook for a guy like Caleb Houston, a potential sharpshooter going into a league that puts so much of a premium on being able to shoot the ball from range?
1: I think that that's a very interesting situation because they're actually a team that could be pretty good uh, with their young talent, very similar to where the Pistons are at. It just feels like they've restarted even more times than the Pistons have. But it's wild that he's on a team with... Brazdaikis and two Wagners, but I think Caleb Houston and Franz Wagner uh, can can definitely uh, be basically a dynamic Michigan duo on a I team that it. I think will definitely win more games. And you know it's hard to say too because who knows who's even going to be on what team when the season starts. We're in like the you know biggest time of free agents and, and trades and all that. So um, yeah, I think Caleb Houston ends up probably being the the second best. Michigan player in the league that played on that team just behind Franz Wagner. I think Franz's game is just so much more developed and pure, and he just seems to have a, a better body fit for the NBA, whereas Caleb Houston's a, yeah, he's a, bit, he's a little bit uh, sluggish and a little, little bit shy out there on the court, I'd say.
0: Okay, then for Musa Diabate, last time we talked about draft stuff, um, or maybe not the last time, but recently, you really did convince me that there's more of a future in the NBA for Musa Diabate than I had assumed. Um, Because I think like you were saying back then, like he has a chance to out athlete pretty much, uh, you know, a great majority of the league on any given night on, you know, any given rotation. Like he, he might be the most athletic guy with, you know, the pure athleticism. He might have the most of that on the court and that could, that could be a big thing. We've seen, you know, a few players who uh, really shine in that that kind of role in today's NBA, and it's it's not the kind of thing like we were, we were just talking about with Caleb Houston as a a sharpshooter. But you know, he's a he's a, an explosive athlete, or at least he can be. I think it'll be fun to watch. But but what do you think about that that fit with the Clippers? And please, God, don't ask me what I think because I. I don't know anything about the Clippers. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Not a thing. I told you, like I don't pay attention much to the draft. I don't pay attention much to the league in general. When he went to the Clippers, that meant nothing to me. But I don't know. did it mean anything to you.
1: I mean, I think he's in a good situation. Uh, you know, I think that's a, a good for him to be drafted. Uh, and the Clippers are actually a team I watched. Uh, this season, when they played the Pistons uh, with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard out, so when those guys are in, the team's much different. Those are two vets who are going to get theirs, and are still pretty damn good at basketball. But then you've got guys like a Luke Kennard, uh, who played for the Pistons, Reggie Jackson, who's played a few places. Uh, you got guys that can really distribute the ball, shoot the ball, and then you have vets, and then Terrence Mann's like basically what Pistons fans hope Jay and Ivy would be. That dude was incredible in person. Uh, and then all of a sudden you bring in this freak athlete with a high ceiling. Uh, you've got plenty of guys who are going to draw a lot of attention, like a Kawhi Leonard, uh, and you have Musa Diabate to, to lob it to, because uh, they're you know sagging off him. Like that dude's going to have some highlights for sure, even if he doesn't play a whole lot in year one.
0: I'm I'm should I should I pay attention to Clippers games? Is that what you're saying? I mean saying? they
1: actually play on national television, so you can catch a uh, Clippers game. Well, too often for how they played this last season.
0: Okay, I mean, hey, I can't, I don't want to make a commitment here, but I may very well do it. I'm not sure. Um,
1: I mean, there'll okay. be a team that's trying next year. You know, usually when you're a team that's kind of rebuilding, you don't have a chance. Your stars, you know, no matter yeah. how injured they are, sitting out like they basically tank the whole season and rush their bodies, because your your GM's like, hey, we're gonna re up for next year and be really good. So they'll be playing the you know playoff basketball, and, and Musa Diabate uh, is definitely a part of a better opportunity early on. But I think Caleb Houston's going to get a lot of time and look really good in Orlando.
0: Okay. Now, Eli Brooks, uh, undrafted, but but signed afterward with the Pacers, and I did not see you. You informed me of the Devonte Jones news. You got to fill me in on that one from today.
1: Yes, yeah, so Devontae Jones is Oklahoma City. Uh, That's okay. Interesting, interesting team with a bunch of young talent. So he's going to be competing with a bunch of young guys. Eli Brooks is a guy who could be on five, you know, G League squads between now and next NBA season. Uh, but I think that he's going to really impress people as he did uh, already with his, you know, his uh, his vertical, you know, his athletic ability. Uh, and once you see what a player actually plays like on a court, like an Eli Brooks, I think somebody somewhere is going to find a use for him. I mean, no offense to, you know, a Bryn Forbes. I'm not saying something about him uh, because of, you know, he's a Michigan State guy, but though his role was important for Michigan State, like you didn't really see him developing into an NBA player. And that's a guy that can just catch and shoot. Eli Brooks can shoot the heck out of the ball. So I think he's got a lot of potential there and, and he's probably the the next likely to to have a little bit of an NBA run for sure.
0: Okay. So you think he's got a better shot at turning this into something than Devontae Jones?
1: Yeah, I think Devontae Jones is going to kind of melt away when they see all this other young... I mean, Oklahoma City felt like they drafted 10 young guys at every position, so he's just literally the undrafted version of who they've already drafted, so he's got to really prove himself against young talent uh, and then hope to you know bounce around until someone needs a a point guard. I mean, Derek Walton's got some time. Uh, Trey Burke's really adjusted his role over time, and so Guys hang around, you know. Even Nick Stauskas uh, was really close to to winning a championship <laughs> after being signed, like essentially when the playoffs came around. Yeah, so, yeah, it's uh you know these guys will get some money, and I, I think they'll all be good at the next level, uh, at least with based on expectations. And yeah, I guess we'll see for Michigan basketball what the heck happens because I think literally t- what two people who played are actually coming back next year, uh, and that's just wild to me. <laughs> Uh,
0: is there is there anything here we didn't hit on, Derek? Anything we uh, left no. off? That,
1: that's maybe the most full episode, especially with the baseball that we've ever yeah. done. Yeah.
0: I mean, we spent five minutes talking about my accomplishments, which um, I don't normally do, but it's because I don't have a lot of accomplishments. So it was a good time to bring it up, I thought, and just, just like, really, really get into the things that make me tick, which... Um, this spring and summer was was 11 and 12 year old baseball that's what did it for me
1: But summer well spent so far
0: yeah absolutely um which means you know we're getting closer and closer to football season i'm getting that itch uh, every couple days you know to break out the old nca 14 and start playing again i don't know if you ever play
1: Oh yeah, that's a a great game, and I wish I had a gaming computer just so I could play the modded version that they release nowadays with updated, realistic rosters, man, I think it would be so fun to play.
0: Yeah, I'm getting that itch, so. And then we're we're supposedly, you know, getting the the new one back next summer.
1: That seems early for that. I don't want them to rush it and not have it be a good game, to be honest.
0: I don't feel like they're rushing anything.
1: It'll be well, you know, you can assume they've been developing in the background and they can always pull from Madden, so it's not like they can't put out a game. I just, I don't know, some games rush, and, and I'm, I'm afraid that there's such a hype around a game that, like, I don't know that it ever compares to the nostalgic for most people's childhood of playing the NCAA, even 14. You know, like, I was end of college in 14, but I played that game, like, more than I've played any other game. Oh, yeah. And, and I, it doesn't get old. Like, if I wanted no. to, you know, I probably could get it on my on my PlayStation 5. I'd hope I could.
0: No, yeah. I'd,
1: I'd play it all the time.
0: I absolutely, I love playing that game, getting into football season, just, like, rolling through Dynasty mode season after season as a coach, like, trying to work my way up from UMass to, you oh, know, yeah. Michigan or Texas or Alabama seeing if you can do it recruiting it's all so much fun i
1: remember this felt like before coaches even did this or maybe i guess they have always been doing this but i remember like working my way up uh i can't remember who it was um but i worked my way up essentially and got an offer from texas and then the next year got an offer from oklahoma and took it because that's the only thing you do in video. (laughs) like you do those things in video games those likely don't happen in real life yeah, and I would have never done that from Michigan to Ohio State because as a fan, I God can't no, do that. that's like
0: one of the only teams so, I've never. done. I remember being for.
1: like, "Oh my goodness, Texas! Like, let's go!" And then next year's like Oklahoma. I was like, "Oh, this would never happen." And it's like that's when you know it's a game because the headlines aren't even like that crazy, right? Because they're all pre-programmed <laughs> headlines. It's like divine excited to start uh, as headman for Sooners I like national yeah. headlines would be like what just happened
0: yeah it'd be like death
1: threats and then you're like, like okay well I, well I am on year 5 they're kind of out of ideas like I know who's going to win the Heisman week 4 like,
0: divine escapes with life right. as he
1: bolts for Oklahoma
0: <laughs> we're going to have to have an episode sometime where we just like pull together great NCA 14 stories because oh, yeah. I got them
1: oh I yeah I could pull some great ones yeah, that, that was life.
0: Yeah, I remember in college I played with a quarterback. His last name was McKinney. Man, that was five, six years ago. <laughs> but I still remember that quarterback. <laughs> I,
1: I know I definitely focused on MAC schools a lot. Just you know, CMU, Eastern, That's, yeah. Western, and just from being from Michigan. But then I, I remember I was like obsessed with Fresno State for a while after um, they beat Oklahoma in a BCS game. So I remember going like you know that game would have been the year they won it but you don't know that going into the season so like it's just like kind of an average Boise State team but like taking them and seeing if you can actually recreate that game against Oklahoma uh, oh
0: yeah so you so. said Fresno State at first
1: oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like what the hell I did, did I miss State. <laughs> Boise State my bad
0: okay okay we'll we'll leave it there but we're going to come back with with great NCA 14 stories at at some point. I think that'd be so much fun. We'll have to do that. Um, until next time, who knows what we'll come back talking about, but uh, until we see you again, take care out there and go blue. Go blue.